She was what the kids would call a slut, which is a terrible thing to say about someone who's just died. But apparently there's no denying she was one. Hello, you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a brilliant pop album uh, and break it down track by track. Oh, that's what this is. Yes, Dan. And how are you doing this week? Uh, very good. How are you? I'm absolutely exhausted. Um, just with my train, my marathon training, it's absolutely uh, killing me slowly, killing me softly. With your run? With your runs? <laughs> We don't normally start with a bit of discussion. You've thrown me off. Oh, I'm so sorry. I haven't even introduced the album yet, but what a great time to plug your Just Giving link. Yes, we'll pop it uh, again in the uh, social media for this episode, but I am running the Brighton Marathon on the 19th of April for a brilliant cause, Myeloma UK. Uh, and training's going really well, although I'm exhausted most of the time. Um, and I'm quite stiff at the moment. Apart from that, um, I'm doing really well. I'm getting the miles in and I'm touch wood, injury free. Very pleased to hear it. Talking about being stiff, I'm very excited to talk about this week's album. On the turntable this week, we have got Silver Moon by Donkey Boy. Now, Donkey Boy are a synth pop group from Norway. And unusually for us, um, they haven't really had much success in the UK. Not directly anyway. No, I think they became uh, not a household name by any means, but they became known or certainly their music became known when we, Joe McKeldry, covered Ambitions as his first uh, first single post-winning The X Factor. Ah, yes, Joe McKeldry. Ambitions isn't from this album and, spoiler alert, it's not one of our further listening tracks. So should we just listen to a bit of Ambitions first? Donkey Boy's version, oh, not God, Joe yes. McKeldry's. Oh, good God, no. Uh, yeah, here we go. A great pop song that is. I thought you can say what a great time to talk about the album artwork. <laughs> Jump the gun. No, this um, you can see why it was chosen as a as a Joe McEldry track. And I was pleased when it got some recognition. Uh, you know, it, I think it was a, I don't think it was a number one, was it? It's certainly top five or something like that. But I have always felt it's a shame that that recognition didn't come from Donkey Boy's version because it is superior. Um, just wonderful poppy but quite stripped at the same time quite simple it's just iconic scandinavian norwegian pop songwriting how you like your men yes stripped and simple (laughs) (laughs) so donkey boy themselves they're from Drammen in norway i've been going since 2005 uh and the band themselves you've got kato sundberg uh kent sundberg brothers cousins who knows uh, Peter Michelson uh, and Thomas Drablos, uh, and they uh, perform, sing, write, produce. Uh, they're very much all-rounders. And still going. Yep, still going. So they, re- they did have a release uh, last year. So they do a fantastic line in electro-pop, synth-pop, 
which I have to say when I first played it to you, because it's fair to say this week, it's definitely my choice uh, that you've come on board with after listening to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I heard the first um, album and I just didn't really, you know, there's so much amazing music out there and we've got quite broad tastes. I think that you can't listen to it all. So yeah, I didn't hear this album until you popped it in for me. And funnily enough, next week is your choice. Yes. We do like to flip-flop about, don't we? Uh, so we're going to talk about Silver Moon today, which was their second album, which was released in 2012. Um, so this did um, really well in Norway, in their motherland, uh, and got to number two in the album chart. And if you're not familiar with Donkey Boy, but you've tuned in because you're big fans of the podcast and us rabbiting on about stuff, um, I think you're in for a treat mm. because it's a very much uh, very track by trackable. Very track by trackable. When are we going to get that printed on a tote bag or a t-shirt? A tote bag would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, although everyone's got too many. To- I think they're they're handy, you know, environmentally, but I've got about 12 tote bags in the cupboard that I never use. Uh, I got a lovely retro supermarket sweep tote for Christmas. Oh. Lovely. With Rylan or Dale? Retro Dale. Oh, lovely. So, should we get stuck into the album? Yes. So, side one, track one, this is Silver Moon. So track one, Silver Moon, title track there. For me, I think this is just the um, drum roll. Setting out their call. <laughs> um, to say that this album is synthier than their debut. The debut did have hints of synths, but it was very much, uh, as I said before, quite stripped back pop music. This already feel, feels like there are layers to this new sound. It's got more layers than a me foy. Oh, I thought he was going to go for lasagna. And if we're lucky, you might have a couple in the fridge? Sadly not, but I have got a couple of frubes if you want one. No, not for me. This is, you're right about the whole setting the stall out thing, because this is a very powerful piece of electropop. It's just a big song, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's a big song. And I like that. I think choruses can either be a very natural lead on from the verse and the bridge and what comes before it or it can kind of put it into a different gear and i think this is the latter it's not um it's not so smooth but it is it's a great part of the song of the structure dan can i put the cat amongst pigeons uh just to be a little bit controversial this isn't my favorite version of this song okay oh no joe mccaldry's not done this one as well has he no 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 uh, there was a remix or remake, as it was called, of this song uh, by Bass Flow, and we'll talk about him in a second. This is the Bass Flow remake of Silver Moon. Look. So 
What did you think of that, Dan? Fantastic. Hockey up into my veins. It's great. I mean, I like that there's a difference between that and the version that we now know and love. I think the obviously the album version works better, but it's great. It's just... Um, well, it puts a donk on it, to put it simply, doesn't it? And and just a bit of a more of a melancholical, is that if that's a word, spin on the track as well. Feels a bit almost heartbreaking. I'm just trying to think what that word is. Melan- melancholical. Melancholic. Melancholic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and bass flow, um, Swedish producer and songwriter, it's Peter Bostrom. Any relation to bass hunter? No, oh. Peter Bostrom has uh, in the Swedish uh, European world and uh, Eurovision circles, he's certainly had some big uh, hits. He's worked with the likes of Alcazar, Eric Sade, Danny Sosido, uh, Marie Sernholt, uh, Charlotte Pirelli. Um, Alcazar crying at the discotheque. Yes. I once, uh, by mistake, told someone that I like that song by Alcatraz. <laughs> Alcatraz were, did a couple of dance songs in the 90s. Really? Can we give me love? No. Uh, Peter, aka Bassflow, also uh, co-wrote and produced Euphoria by Lorene, uh, which won the Eurovision Song Contest in 2012. So to say he's of some pedigree is an understatement. Mm. Uh, and he's done a nice line in uh, bass flow remixes for Donkey Boy. Uh, there's a really good one they did for Roxette as well that I would recommend, um, which was for um, the Sweet Hello, the Sad Goodbye, which is really good. Uh, not say hello, wave goodbye. No. As in Soft Cell slash David Gray. Um, I only know it must have been loved by Roxette, but they are another the Swedish Roxette. Um, I imagine there's a lot more there that I should hear of theirs. What was that one called? The Sweet Hello, The Sad Goodbye. I love how powerful that track is. Yes, it's weird. I don't have anything to compare it to, um, you know, as in the original, but Colour Me Intrigued. And that's a record, I think, for two tangents in an album by track one. (laughs) So well done, Oz. Silver Moon itself uh, was the third single that was released uh, from this album in Norway. Uh, And as with pretty much all the tracks on this album, it was written by the band... Uh, and produced by Simon Eriksrud and Espen Berg. Not names we've mentioned before, as, <laughs> as shown by the pronunciation. <laughs> My hesitance with doing that. Um, it's a great start to the album. It really is. But I feel like I feel like they're just teasing us with this new sound. I think there's more to come. I think this is just a bit of foreplay, perhaps. So let's move on. Yes. Track number two is City Boy.
So city boy there. I don't want to be that city boy. Makes me think actually of us because we aren't original city boys, are we? No, and certainly when you when you say the word city boy, you would imagine some prick in a cheap suit. Yeah, city banker, which is Cockney rhyming slang. <laughs> um, or just generally the kind of... I always thought when I move to London, I'm not going to be that person that's getting pissed off when people aren't walking fast enough on the tube or whatever, but actually have to become that person a little bit. When you march off down the high street, uh, it's every man for himself to get out of the way. <laughs> Otherwise, they're in the gutter. Like Storm Dennis all over again. City Boy there. So track number two, this was a number one single in Norway and is widely regarded as one of their best songs, most well-known songs. It's insanely catchy. So catchy. I think that's the repetitiveness of it, isn't it? It's. It seems that... Um, when it comes in with the kind of amazing falsetto, slightly robotic um, chant, it feels like, oh, this is the kind of, this is the lead up to the chorus, but then the same thing becomes the chorus. And it is just that repetitiveness and that incredible falsetto as well. It's a stunning falsetto. I don't know how he can get up there. It's quite cold in Norway, isn't it? Uh, I love this song though. It is, I think this was one of the first songs I heard that hooked me into Donkey Bar. I can't remember exactly when it was. Well, I mentioned at the end of the last week's episode when we were teasing them, I first heard them, um, it's it before the whole Joe McEldry thing, actually, is when they were supporting AHA on one of their tours back in, I think, 2011 or something like that. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you'd miss the support act, don't you? Because you just can't be asked to sit through something crap that you didn't actually want to see in the first place. Thank goodness I got there in time because this is, you know, this is what got me into sometimes and ambitions and that's, Partly why, I think you probably put this on the long list, but I was very pleased when you did. It was, uh, there's no hesitation from me. So track number three now, and this is Drive. So that was Drive, one of my favourite songs on the album. It's great. It feels like a driving song, doesn't it? I think there's a few songs that spring to mind when I think of Drive. Uh, I Drove All Night being one of the main ones by Roy Orbison or Celine Dion. She did quite a dancey cover. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, or She Drives Me Crazy. Oh, yes. Or You Drive Me Crazy by uh, Britney Spears. Um, but driving songs just make me want to get in the car Take the top down. That's the car's top, not my own. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and head down Route 66. Yes, 66, 67, 68, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Dan, we've made an omission, actually, when we're talking about songs that are called Drive, because there's one that's very up our street by a band I've been itching even to drop in a reference to, and that is Client. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, that... Hmm, interesting. They are electro, electro pop, electro dance group. They have had many members over the years. One of them, one of the singers, uh, at one point was Sarah Blackwood, who you might know as the lead singer from Dubstar. Yeah, definitely heard of Dubstar. Can't think of a song, but definitely heard of them. Uh, and they had a great 
a song called Drive. And here's a little bit of it now. weird it, it makes me think of so many different things I, in my head when that was playing i thought of new order i thought of republica and i thought of september uh, as in cry for you it's a real mix of sounds there uh but i'm gonna listen to some more of them maybe are we gonna put them on the long list put them on the long list yeah we'll never get there because that list is far too long back to drive by donkey boy i love there's a noise at the beginning of it and it sounds like it's powering down uh, some sort of machine is powering down, which is great because it kind of lulls you in with this false uh, false message and then it just goes for it. Foot to the floor. It's got a great outro as well. Great outro and just a, a lovely thudding beat throughout. Mm, really juicy. Yeah, great. Track number four now, and this is Get Up. Now, Dan, who is the female vocalist in that? I'm not sure. It sounds very familiar, of course, because this one takes me right back to Ambitions or Sometimes. I think when the song first started, actually, this one I am I did kind of make me think, oh, this is album track, which, you know, big fan of an album track. But when the female vocal came in, I did think, OK, now this song has been sold to me. It sounds like it could be a single, but I'm not. I think it, is, it could be the same vocalist from before. But is it, do you know? I don't know, unfortunately. Oh, it's almost as if you sort of threw me under the bus there because while the song was playing, I said, I can't find out who the female vocalist is, but you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at all. Mm. This is, it is an album track. It's a very good album track, but it is the first track that doesn't feel top draw. Mm. It's more middle draw. Not top shelf. No, it's more middle shelf. Mm. Not top dog. No, it's more middle dog. (laughs) Top dollar? Middle dollar. (laughs) Well, we've enjoyed it. Shall we move on to the next one? Okay, track number five now. This is Out of Control. What an absolute stonking banger that one is. I love the beat in that one. Uh, also, it reminds me a bit of a computer game. Yes. Sonic the Hedgehoggy. One or two? Two more so. Which I think is the preferred version. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is mm. just phenomenal. And you know, you can actually get that on... I've got it on my Apple TV on my phone as well. So it's quite handy for a little... Uh, if you've got a tube journey or something like that. Yes, because it's great because the level is quite short, so you can just pick up and and put down. Do you know? Do you remember playing it in the olden days though? On a, do you have a Mega Drive? 
Yes. And obviously you can't you couldn't save on those, could you? So if you got ten levels in or whatever and then lost all your lives, that was it, game over. Or your mum shouted up teas ready and she wasn't having any of it. No. About be down in a minute. And your mum had your turkey twizzlers and smiley faces ready. Uh or liver and bacon. <laughs> So we do know who the female vocalist is in this we track. We do. We've done our research. It's the lovely Simone Eriksrud. And it is Simone who appears on Ambitions. Ah. But the tenuous link that I really like about this is that Simone appears on Aha's Minor Earth Major Sky album, which is obviously, we love Aha on this podcast. I'm a huge fan. And that is one of my favourite albums of theirs. And Will, it's turning 20 this year, that album. Really? Mm, just want to put that out there. Float that idea out there. We can take that offline for now, if you like. Uh, she's also uh, worked with uh, Eric Sade, who I was just referenced earlier when we were talking about bass flow. Uh, and she's also worked with Melody Club, who I really like as well. Again, I'm not too familiar with all of these, so more education needed from me. I think. Oh, Dan, I forgot you don't actually like music. Not a big fan, <laughs> generally speaking. But I think this is a fantastic, I think it might be my favourite song so far just because of the energy of it. It's fantastic bass. The electric guitar at the end is great. It reminds me of two things. It makes me think it could be a Katy Perry song. And also it reminds me of Naughty Girl from Summer Heights High. Do you remember the song from the Mr. G musical? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, and actually, if you don't know what we're talking about, Will, is that allowed? She's a naughty girl with a... So that is hilarious, but also that is an amazing song. Uh, also, I was always gutted that uh, Mr. G was the one Summer Heights High spin-off series they didn't do. It was the other two characters that got their own series. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because can... Mr. G was the best character. He really was. I, I, yeah, I don't understand that. But Naughty Girl, that was out around the time when I was at uni. And quite often I would, some people would say it was selfish, but I think that I had the best music taste and knowledge. So I would pop together the uh, playlist for the night out or the pre-drinks and I would always put Naughty Girl in there. Ah, uh, you'd sort of stealth-like put it in, in between some more cooler music. Yes. Well, but I'd argue it's quite a cool song. Uh, and I still enjoy a good game of Slap the Butcher every now and then. Well, we just had a game to warm us up before this, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Track number six now. This is No More Movies. But I know what it feels like. I love the sudden end. Yeah, I do like it when a song does that. Fade out's great sometimes, but sometimes you just want a very hard stop, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's not my favourite song on the album. No? Me neither. I think that certainly is album territory. It's almost the synth-pop ballad moment. So, Will, with that song in mind, No More Movies, what is your favourite music video or pop song uh, based on a movie? 
Uh, I have to say it would be the whatever that step song was where they did the pastiche with all the different movies in. Mm, that's annoying because that was going to be my answer as well. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it because I knew you were going to say that. Because that's kind of vicious character you can be sometimes. Um, quite vindictive when I need to be. Mm, quite manipulative as well. Mm. It was Say I'll Be Mine, the song. Uh, can you name the six films in there? Spider-Man? <coughs> the Matrix? Sadly not. <coughs> Titanic? Yes. There was also Romeo and Juliet. Ding. Austin Powers. Ding. Batman. That might be where you're getting mixed up. Schindler's List. <coughs> no, sadly not. And there was one more. I think it might have been Rita Sue and Bob 2. <laughs> I love that film. Rita Sue and Bob 2. It's, it's a British classic. I've never I've not even seen Rita Sue and Bob 1. Oh. <laughs> So, track number seven now. Pull of an eye. Or pull of the eye. Bass in that is fantastic, and it slaps more than a cat fight in the Queen Vic. <laughs> of which there have been many recently. It's mm. all been kicking off. Yeah, there was one particular one that I saw around Christmas time. Someone gave someone a backhander. I think Louise Mitchell gave Sharon a backhander, and whoever was on sound effects that day did an absolutely terrible job. The timing was all out. I was probably the same person that does our sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Keller. <laughs> Pull of the Eye was the second single released from this album. Uh, and there's a female vocalist. Yes, I believe it's the return of Simone Larson. Ericsford. Larson was her maiden name. Oh, congratulations, Simone. So, yeah, it's a fantastic song. I mentioned that amazing bass. I love Donkey Boy when they do male-female duets. You know, there's good stuff when there's no females. There. I'm not slagging the band off. But when they come together with a girl, it's... Uh, it's lovely. Quite lovely. There's Alphabet. Yes. Alphabeti. Yes, very Alphabeti. Um, Alphabeti spaghetti. <laughs> um, I really do like the lyrics in this one about Dr. Feelgood. And if I'm not wrong, since Dr. Leg passed away, you're now seeing Dr. Feelgood, aren't you? I, I was, but unfortunately, uh, he was uh, taken into custody shortly. Apparently he'd been interfering with the uh, elderly and infirm. Oh, God, so you had to go through that. So As... you could call his name Dr. Feelgood Ironic. Yes. I think we might need to move on actually. <laughs> Quite a dark turn. Mm. Uh, number eight now. This is On Fire. So that was On Fire, really reminds me of something like MGMT. Yes, I also thought The Naked and Famous. 
Yeah, both acts that we should have on our long list if they're not there already. Oh, they're on there. Oh, they are on there. Don't you worry about that. Yes, it's the kind of luscious textured synths, I think, isn't it, that gives it that. It's a mid-album pounder. Not a top or a bottom pounder. No, sorry, top or middle pounder. That's not a bottom pounder. It's a it's a mid album pounder. Yes, uh, that lifts you uh, from the last couple of tracks as well, which is really good. Yeah, it's great. Um, obviously, when I when I read on fire, then I was thinking of I'm on fire by the lovely Banana Armor. Hello, Hello ladies. ladies. Obviously, I haven't seen Donkey Boy live since that first time when I didn't know any of their songs. But I would love for them to play a London show again, and I think this would be a great euphoric moment in the set. About. Two thirds of the way through. Yes. And um, I don't know if we've mentioned it. We haven't actually. Um, Co-producing on many of the tracks on the album, including this one, is Sound Bay. And can you tell us a little bit about Sound Bay? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing online, is there? No. Very elusive character. Um, And it might be like Bass Flow and there's like a big name behind it or them Mm. or whoever. But... uh, our research has failed us on that front. Yes, that producer has been sacked. Track number nine now. Uh, and this, Dan, it's all up to you. You have to beat the time But it's running faster than you You're doing fine But it's on your mind And you don't know what to do You wake up late at night the sheets soaking wet from a dream You weigh your blind almost all the time And it's all because of What a great time to talk about that fantastic artwork. Why am I not surprised in the slightest? Um, it's just the only track on the album for me where the whole theme and pace of the album just completely drops out. Yeah, I understand why they'd want to show different elements of what they can do, but... I completely agree. It just doesn't quite fit. It's a bit of a sore thumb. Uh, so the album cover, I love this album cover, actually. Mm. You've got uh, five figures. It's the band. They're walking on a silver moon and they're all wearing different coloured metallic tracksuits. The metallic kind of makes me think of what they put on. Well, probably what they'll put on you after your uh, fun run in a few weeks when, when you've just finished and they wrap you in it. Oh, well, a, a fun run. It's a marathon. Do apologise. I'm not jogging around Hyde Park in a Santa outfit. <laughs> uh, if anything, I'd like the blue version, please. Right, well, put me down for a gold one, please. Oh. I'd like Tony Hadley. Uh, and Font Watch, it's uh, a lovely, slightly slanted white font donkey boy. Uh, and the Y from boy is underlining the whole thing. That's wonderful. That's the, the that's the logo that's stuck with them so far, isn't it? Yes. Just slight variations on that theme. Mm, logo watch. Oh, you're introducing a new element. Well, you, you've got all the kind of the catchphrases and the regular features. I just sit here mumbling along about, you know, should we move on? Um, what would you think of this track? Well, <laughs> as shown by that comment, I don't really have a great deal to say about it. And I think between the two of us, I'm probably more open to a bit of, um, bit of acoustic plucking, but... Yeah, I just think that the, this album has been so synthy that I'm I'm ready for more for a bit more of a banger, if that's okay. Well, yeah, well let's get on to track number ten now, and this is Darkest Night. Darkest Night. You will find somebody else. 
going again, hasn't it? Definitely. Hints of chicane, I'd say, with that one. Yeah, it's a very progressive dance beat running through that. Uh, Stoned in Love comes to mind. Oh, yes. And I think just to kind of tie them together even more, if I have to, uh, Stoned in Love, of course, with Tom Jones, featured the lower part of his register. Chicane asked him to sing in a different way. And I think with this one as well, we've got no falsetto in there whatsoever. It's all very uh, low vocals, but I think it works really well. It combines nicely with those dance beats, like you said. Quite a driving groove on this one. A driving groove. More of a driving groove than drive. Driving groove. You're listening to Driving Groove. With Ken Bruce. On the BBC. Uh, yeah, it's it's very nice. Very good. Uh, and you can imagine driving through a long, dark night to this. Mm. Just That's... to continue the driving theme. And the darkest night from the track before. Mm. Maybe this is a concept album. I don't think it is. Driving through the silver moon. On fire. And out of control. (laughs) And they stay there and be friends. No, it's uh, clutching at straws now, I think. But also in this one, the vocal samples at the beginning, fantastic. Track number 11 now, and this is what you said to that undercover ticket inspector on the underground that time. We can be friends. We can be friends just for a day. The dark of the sun is fading away. What an incredible chorus that song has got. Yeah, that chorus seems to go on its own little journey, which I quite like. It's not its not a very obvious uh, melody that it's following, but I like that. And I love that, again, I am not don't know the official words for the, the riff synth. It's sort of bum, 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 bum. One day I want to get the samples of all the times you've recreated a synth noise and put it into a synthesizer. <laughs> Oh, that'd be a lovely Christmas treat, wouldn't it? To yeah. Actually put that, make that song. That'd be wonderful. I'd be, yeah. It sounds like quite a lot of work. We'll get someone else to do it, like we do with uh, most of the technical things on this podcast. Um, hence why we've had to record this episode about three times now. <laughs> um, this one feels very much like it's influenced by the 80s. Reminds me of that song Maniac. Mm. And that was quite relentless. The drum pads in particular, I can't recreate. Can you re- recreate those sounds? No. No, okay. Quite, I'm not even going to try. Quite firm on that one. And I just think generally the band are either very pure pop or they do sound a bit more kind of 80s, almost like a demo version of an 80s song. And I think this is the latter, which is great. Um, and if you listen to their first and third albums, they do like to try lots of different approaches out as well. So this album, if you're listening to Donkey Boy for the first time with this album... Uh, they have other sounds and other approaches as well. Okay. Track number 12 now, and this is Stay.
So stay there. And uh, I think it's the perfect song to finish the album off because it's very bittersweet. Yeah, definitely. It feels like the moment in the concert with lighters in... No, I was going to say lights in the air, but for health and safety reasons, I'd probably say... Glow sticks. Or smartphone torches. Yes. Uh, as it's now become the norm. Um, and I imagine if there was a music video to this, it would be a live, kind of best bits from the live show kind of thing. <laughs> you love one of those. It's not the oh. first time you've mentioned that. But of course, no disrespect to Donkey Boy. This is not my favourite song called Stay. That would be... Oh, Stay by Eternal. Uh, no, actually, it would be Stay by Shakespeare's Sister. Oh, not Stay by Post Malone. Uh, no, but I do like Stay by Rihanna. Rhiannon. Rihanna. Or Stay by Kygo featuring Marty Noise. Uh, there's Stay by Zed as well with Alessia Cara. Or Stay by Gracie uh, Abrahams. No, actually, my favourite one is Stay by Sash. Actually, you've won. Yeah. That is the best one. That should be great to talk about him soon, wouldn't it? Yeah, and sooner than you think, actually. Mm, what, right now? <laughs> yes, just go straight into it. Uh, of course, I absolutely love uh, Stay By 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh. Uh, or And Stay By Khaled. Not by Miley Cyrus? Um, no, Stay By the... Oh, Stay By Hurts. Yeah. I love that one. And just take it a little bit more off track. Stay Another Day by E17. Right, that you've ruined it now. Sorry. Oh, God, I always do that. Sorry. So that was the last track on the album. What an album. I really enjoyed that album. It, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad we've done it. And hopefully we've actually brought that to people who never heard it before and they're going to go and listen to it now. And then it'll get loads of listens and then Donkey Boy will realise they've got a big fan base and they'll go on a tour around the world and play this album in full and then a few other hits afterwards. So for further listening today... Further listening, further listening. Oh, that jingle's come back. Yeah, I thought long enough had passed now that you might not hate it anymore. Mm. So further listening for Donkey Boy is anything else by Donkey Boy. Apart from ambitions, because we've played that. <laughs> yes, that would be uh, a bit repetitive. So Dan, I'd love it for you to go first. Thank you very much. So I did mention at the beginning that the two lead singles from the first album were Ambitions and a song called Sometimes. And I'd like to introduce some people to Sometimes. So here we go. That was sometimes, Will, what do you think? Uh, yes, it's a great one, isn't it? It's just, again, it's that more stripped back, more, almost like more juvenile uh, sound. And you've got the female vocals there, which, again, as I said, I think they sound even better when there's uh, a girl joining them for the ride. This was number one in Norway and their second biggest hit after Ambitions. Mm. So, Will, what have you got for further listening? So I have gone for something from their third album, and this is Trigger Finger. We're on a 
So that was Trigger Finger there, female vocalist. Uh, everyone will have heard of, actually. Shirley Bassey. <laughs> Elaine Page. <laughs> it's Kaiser. Uh, Kaiser, I think she likes to be called. Uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, who we spoke about on our second ever episode, of course, because she appeared on Duran Duran's Last Night in the City. What a great song. A great song. But so yeah. is this. This is great. I love the slow build up. Uh, it's a bit more stripped back, but it kind of builds up. And I also love the huh! yeah. sample that's <laughs> sporadic through it. Not Tom Jones. No, but uh, just as much gusto to it. Um, this is a great song. I like that. Again, It it's continuing to sound a little bit more synthy, a little bit more dancey. But it's also, it's very, when, when did this come out? A couple of years ago? 2013. Wow, longer than I thought. Six years ago, seven years ago. Um, but it sounds... I think it sounds very current, actually. It sounds like it could have been out now. Yeah, and this was actually be- released before um, Hideaway, which was her big breakout song, mm. which is brilliant. But I love this one. I think, you know, I'm going to go and listen to this third album because if it's all like this... Uh, just a spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> Perhaps I'll just listen to this song and repeat. <laughs> there, are, there are some good tracks on, this, on, this, uh, on the third album. Crazy Something Normal is very good as well. And you have a canvas of that on your living room wall, don't you? No, it actually says Live, Laugh, Love. <laughs> so we're out of time. I've thoroughly enjoyed this, Will. Thanks for bringing Donkey Boy along for the episode. Uh, a romp through one of Norway's finest. And if you've enjoyed it too, do let us know at Track by Track UK on all sorts of social networking profiles. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook... It is a new handle as well, isn't it? Yes. Do not use at Move to Trust UK. Because there's no one home. No. And of course, if you've enjoyed this, then please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review, please. That would be a real treat. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next week? Absolutely. So as you said before, we're flip-flopping. It's my turn to uh, take control next week. And we are... It's funny because it's still very much a band to write and uh, produce actually a lot of their own material they were i think they were around actually around the same time this band though is a five piece from new york who that well the debut album came out 15 years ago which is why we're talking about them they were likened to the killers when they first came out uh, with influences from people like duran duran but they're not around anymore but i still would love to talk about them Ooh. and one last thing actually we have talked about what they're doing nowadays quite recently interesting well be lovely for you to join us again next week. Thank you for listening. So until next time, I've been Mr. G. And I've been Kaiser. Goodbye. Goodbye. Clap the butcher!